0: It's the Ben and Matt <laughs> Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner Matt Story, and it is bracket time. Matt, that is th- the favorite college basketball podcast we do.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, we we don't, admittedly, do that many college basketball podcasts. Um, you know, we touch on it a lot with ASU, but yeah, this is this is one of our annual traditions. It's the bracket was announced, and and here we go. Let's let's walk through it.
0: Uh, the standard caveats apply. The you know it's Tuesday night when we're recording this, so picks may yes. change between now and then. Uh, but I feel fairly locked in. Yeah,
1: me too. Me too. I, I, I will say I don't have anything based on the results of these first four games, and I feel like by Thursday morning you gotta you gotta lock in. You know, we, mm-hmm. we can revisit as we get to the Sweet 16 and Final Four and redo our picks from there. But, you know, pre-bracket, you got to make some decisions by Thursday morning.
0: Yeah. Um, let's start out west. Gonzaga, the number one seed. Uh, you know, they get Georgia State. They're playing in Portland for the first two rounds. Uh, yeah. My, you know, my first round is boring it is i am chalk in round one okay i didn't
1: quite do that i'm fairly close um well go ahead finish what what you were saying
0: so gonzaga over georgia state boise state over memphis yukon over new mexico state arkansas over the catamounts alabama Um, over the winner of rutgers notre dame uh, Texas Tech over Montana State, Michigan State over Davidson, and Duke over Fullerton.
1: Okay. well I, I'm with you on six of those. I picked Memphis over Boise, not a huge upset there. Mm-hmm. Um, that that to me was a tough one. Memphis has been playing well. and you know, like it looked like everything was going horribly for them and and in the last month or two, they've really turned it around kind of an ASU like resurgence, but but they weren't as buried as we were. Um, and I also pick Vermont over Arkansas, Vermont Interesting. you know, I, I love the teams that like run through their conference. They dominated their conference. I think they went like 17 and one in conference, rolled through the tournament, won the conference final by like 30 points. I always liked those teams because I feel like, you know, they're head and shoulders, the best team and Arkansas was very up and down this year. I, you know, like I followed them a little because of Muscleman and it, you know, used to be at ASU and it was like, they just. They never really wowed me that much, from what I watched. So I went with Vermont for an upset there. But other mm-hmm. than that, I agreed.
0: I mean, it's in uh, Buffalo, so a much shorter trip it for is. Vermont.
1: It is a little bit of, of, you know, not home court, but certainly their area. Um, just feel like they're a they're a pretty good team. I've got I've got another team that we'll get to later that I kind of have the same theory. When you when you dominate for your conference, I always like that. Now, you could argue, you know, like, well, they dominated a bad conference, and it's true. I mean, certainly the SEC is tougher than uh, the—I think they're in the America East, if Mm -hmm. I recall. Um, But, you know, I I just—you know, and Vermont's been in the tournament. I mean, this isn't, like, their first go-round. They've been there, done that. So that was was one of my upset picks.
0: So your logic—you're not going to like where your logic took me. I'll just preview that. Um, Okay, okay. But I, so we're not that different. Well, depending on where you go, I took UConn over Arkansas. I went
1: UConn as well. Okay. Yeah. So we're
0: we're really only one one game different there.
1: Right, right. I, um, you know, looking through, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but I didn't take a lot of chances to the Sweet 16. I'll say that. I did some first round upsets. My sweet 16 is not one through four all the way through, but it, there's not a lot of surprises.
0: Yeah, I well, so we may differ here. I took Alabama over Texas Tech.
1: Did you? Okay, see, I took Texas Tech. I I've I will admit a little bit of bias with Texas Tech because I saw them play early in the year. Because
0: of Demir Slyagic. I got it.
1: Well, no, I, I didn't <laughs> think about that, but that's true. Um, uh, you know, they, they played Gonzaga here in Phoenix uh, in December, and my dad and I went. So I've kind of followed them and been surprised by how well they've played and how good they've been and, you know, lost their coach. And, and you know, the guy, this other guy, you know, he was an assistant, stepped in and did really well. And, and uh, so I, I took Texas Tech. I went I went straight, you know, chalk, I guess. Like we said, I took UConn over Vermont. Besides that, I have Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Duke.
0: And then I – I uh, so I was 1, 2, 5, 6 – I took Gonzaga over UConn, Duke over Alabama.
1: Okay, so I took Gonzaga over UConn, but I took Texas Tech over Duke. Interesting.
0: I've got
1: a, a rematch of that uh, that game I saw. I didn't do that on purpose, but um, I, you know what? A couple weeks ago, I was all set to maybe pick Duke to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They had they had beaten up Syracuse. They beat up Pitt. Now, granted, those weren't good teams, but they had crushed them, and I thought they are rounding into form. And then since then, it's been pretty... Rough. They lost that home game with, you know, Szeszewski's finale. Didn't think they were overly impressive in the ACC tournament, even though they got to the final. So I'm going Gonzaga, Texas Tech there.
0: And then I, I took Gonzaga to the final Me four. Me
1: too. Yep. I'm with you on that. All
0: right. Let's jump down to the east to okay. see who will play Gonzaga. All righty. I went nearly chalk. I took. Baylor over Norfolk State, Marquette, my only quasi-upset over North Carolina. Okay. okay. I took St. Mary's over the winner of the Wyoming game, UCLA over Akron, Texas over Virginia Tech, which, good for them, big run, but I felt like yeah that, that run was their thing. Should be. Uh, I took Purdue over Yale, Murray State over San Francisco, though I did consider San Francisco. I did too,
1: but... But Murray State is another one just like Vermont. You know, smaller conference and absolutely just ran yeah. through it. Got a, We're a top 25 team this year, so I, I went with them too. And then I, I like UCF. That was a tough one. I, I wanted to pick UCF, or USF, excuse me, if they played somebody else.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Kentucky to round it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you for the most part again. I took North Carolina over Marquette. Uh, mm. pri- you know, Marquette was one of those teams that felt like they peaked early. Like, you know, as I kind of followed it, um, you know, I think they went out first game in the big, big East tournament, which I know I hate to read too much into that. And I probably am guilty of it. Um, and then I took Virginia tech over Texas. Hmm. I'll be honest. That was one that, you know, because I like Texas, I started the year with very high expectations for them. I think I picked them final four preseason and they just haven't been that good. And, and they, they've struggled of late. They lost their last three. And honestly, it was one of those that like probably no matter who they played, I was going to pick against them because I just haven't been that impressed by them this year. It hasn't come together. And I feel like Virginia Tech is hot at the right time. Now, you're right. You could you could make that argument the other way that like, you know, you go through four and four days and then the bubble sort of bursts when you have some time to sit and think about it.
0: Yeah, and everyone's told you how great you were. And it's just something that you see happen year in and year out where you're just happy to be their team.
1: For sure, and it's definitely possible. We see that a lot of times when, like, a team makes a Sweet 16 run and they, you know, those win those first two games and they go home, and it's like, yeah, you know, the, the, I shouldn't say the bubble burst, but the air comes out of it, just like, you know, okay, you lose some momentum. I, to me, it's not really picking Virginia Tech as much as it is. I'm just not that impressed by Texas. Okay. Reverse jinx sort of playing into it, but I just don't see it. I, I want to see it. I don't see it.
0: I'm going to share with you that the rest of my bracket is. Starts to get a little weird. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So in the next round, I'm taking the racers over Kentucky. Wow.
1: Well, okay. Well, then we're very much diverted here. Now, I I like Murray State, and I would have taken them to the Sweet Sixteen, maybe further. But I yeah, I took
0: Kentucky. I just think they are, and I don't know anything. I just think all of those uh, metrics have them being underrated at seven? Uh,
1: yeah, probably so. Probably so. And, and you know, Kentucky's another team that I felt much better about about two or three weeks ago. Um, they kind of limped to the finish, it felt like, and, you know, got, got pretty well outplayed by Tennessee in the SEC tournament. And, um, but, boy, I, I liked what I saw from them for most of the year when I, you know, casually following them. Last couple weeks, not as much, but I'm, I'm sticking with them. So I, I took Kentucky in that game.
0: Uh, And then I took the rest of them for the chalk, Purdue, UCLA, Baylor.
1: Me too. Me too. I have. So in that region, I have 1, 2, 3, 4. Okay. Um, That's, I believe, the only one that I did that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I did do straight 1, 4, 2, 3, but then diverged a bit. So obviously we're not going to agree on that bottom game because I took Kentucky over Purdue. You have Kentucky not in it. And then I have UCLA over Baylor. So I, I have. Uh, I, I went with the Bruins.
0: I have made the same pick. I've, okay. I have Purdue UCLA. Okay. Advancing, okay. Uh, and then I have UCLA back to the Final Four.
1: Okay. So I took Kentucky. This is why I said I said, "Well, we're very much divergent in this in this region." Uh, I took Kentucky to get to the Final Four out of this one.
0: Well, you're probably right, but at least I didn't pick a Final uh, no. Four team to lose in the first round. If you're right, so that's
1: good. <laughs> no, I mean, no, not necessarily. Am I probably right? It's it's one that's a little, it's a little bit hope because I like Kentucky. I like Calipari. I'd like to see them get there. Just you know, it's a different Kentucky team. Not the not the whole bunch of freshmen that we're used to. Um, you know, they have a couple, but it's, it's a more experienced team, probably got the national player of the year in the, in the big kids. I'm going to butcher his last name. I believe it's Shebway. That's mm-hmm. how it's pronounced, but I could be wrong. Um, and, and I'm going to go with them. Uh, you know, they've, they've had some injuries. Looks like everybody's healthy. Baylor's another team that's had injuries and everybody's not healthy. And that's, that's why I went away from them in this one.
0: Yeah. Well, interesting. So we both have the Zags, correct? Yes. But it's UCLA or Kentucky. Let's uh let's shift over to the Midwest. Okay. Staying in the bottom. Yeah. You, so you've got right. your your Kansas Jayhawks as the one seed, taking on Texas Southern, Creighton, San Diego State, Iowa versus Richmond in the five twelve, Providence, South Dakota State. The fighting Will Wades against Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> the not Will Wades. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh Wisconsin and Colgate. Those two games, by the way, are at Pfizer, which bodes well for the Badgers, yeah, right. uh, although it's not always been pretty for them in Pfizer. Uh, yeah, true. USC, Miami and Auburn, Jacksonville State. I went with Kansas and Creighton, Iowa and Providence, Wisconsin and Iowa State for the Will Wade of it all. I just think they're, <laughs> they're just not going to be there. And then Auburn, yeah. USC. Okay, well, we got
1: some differences here. I think uh, the only pairing we had exactly the same was the first one. I, I have Kansas Creighton as well. Creighton, Creighton seems to be you know a, a team peaking. They, they played well in that Big East tournament, so I, I went with them. Um, I went Iowa, but I went South Dakota State. I told you earlier I had a similar one to Vermont. That was South mm. Dakota State. They went undefeated in their conference, regular season, postseason. Uh, they've won tournament games before, too, and Providence – just feels to me like, it, like they won the Big East almost, you know. I mean, look, they won it in the regular season, but they won it because they had three games canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and not play, you know, they didn't win it with an even number of games. They got swept by Villanova. They play a ton of close games, a ton. And I feel like that does not bode well for them. So I went with South Dakota State. I went with LSU in Wisconsin. I think LSU has just a little bit of burst, that sort of interim coach bump. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, you know, nobody respects us. Nobody loves us. We're going to show you. Plus, Iowa State was like a real peak early. And then Iowa State season was, was ASU in 2017, mm-hmm. or whatever year it was. You know, Hanging they on went for your life. 0. Yeah, they went 12-0, and 0 and were top 25. And then it's like, yeah, they went under 500 in the conference and barely eat their way in. Um, and then I went Miami over USC. USC was another one that just like I wasn't impressed by them. They they really they have a good record, but I think it's in large part due to a weak Pac twelve. Um, they had I mean they had to go to double overtime to beat Oregon State a few weeks ago, and Oregon State was just god awful. Three and twenty eight this year, I believe, was their final mm-hmm. record. So I went with the U over them. But other than that matchup, Auburn, Wisconsin, Iowa, we were on the same page there.
0: Well, this feels like, and I could be wrong, but this feels like one where we wind up pulling together here uh, in the Sweet 16 because I have Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Auburn.
1: Then you are correct. We have the exact same groupings,
0: yeah. And I opted for games in Chicago. I opted Mm -hmm. for Kansas and Wisconsin to advance. You are,
1: uh, well, we're on the same page with that as well. Auburn. Uh, Auburn felt like they peaked early too. Yeah. They were number one in the country in January and just didn't really impress down the stretch and so yeah, I have Kansas, Wisconsin.
0: And then I took the Jayhawks. Me too. Okay.
1: Me too. Yeah. Not on the strength of Remy Martin, who's become kind of what we discussed is like not really that big of a player for them. Now he was hurt for a chunk of the year, to be fair to him. But, you know, he's he's not a huge piece of the puzzle. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's let's shift to the south, shall we? All
1: right, let's do it.
0: This uh, this region is anchored by Arizona. By the way, as an aside, I'm glad we're back to just calling them directional regions and not me too. city regions. It, it's me too. You know. That was
1: lame a few years ago. They they've gone away from that. And uh, did they? I think they did the regions last year, even though everything was in the in Indiana area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's. What's nice is that we're back to directions, we're back to eight sites, we're back to Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Like it, it For the first time since 2019, it's a legitimate feel of an NCAA tournament.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: They made it work last year, and give them credit, but it's nice to have it back to the, the normal feeling.
0: Uh, so going through, Arizona takes the winner of a 16-play-in game, which I saw some people say this. It's not an original thought, but... yeah. I'm okay if they went with both twelves instead of a sixteen for the play-in game. For the play-in, I agree. I agree completely that that having the automatic bids get sent to the play-in,
1: I I've never liked it. Like if you're going to do the whole automatic bids, send the small schools to the tournament, then send them all to the actual tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean it's Brian's first trip, and if they get beat, yeah, nice. yeah, you know,
1: it doesn't really feel like you made it. Yeah, yeah you made it yeah, to Dayton I
0: mean, on a you know on a weeknight.
1: I agree. Yeah. It's not, it's not feeling like the tournament. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know who the other last four were for enlarges, but you know, what would Michigan, uh, you know, Iowa state, well, not Virginia tech, they weren't, you know, those type of teams. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I think you'd have more interest too. Mm -hmm. If you gave me, I mean, right now, Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Texas Southern are on, and I, I have it on while we're talking, but I, I really don't care much who wins. But if it was Michigan-Iowa State, I'd be watching with more interest.
0: Um, I agree. So
1: anyway, yes, I agree.
0: Uh, So I've got Arizona there. Seton Hall-TCU, I took Seton Hall. Houston-UAB, I took Houston. Illinois versus Chattanooga, I took the Illini. Uh, First upset in this region, I took Michigan over Colorado State. Um, And then Tennessee over Longwood in the 314. Yeah. Uh, and then I took Loyola because it's March, so you pick that's Loyola right. now. That's right. Uh, yeah. And then I took Villanova. Is Loyola becoming the modern Gonzaga? Uh,
1: I mean, there's a little bit of that feel to them. Now, they'd have to, you know, they'd have to do it over a lot more time. And But, yeah, I mean, what Gonzaga was in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah, does feel that way. Um, you know, kind of that lovable underdog that's there every year. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Well, we're, we're mostly together. I took TCU over Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm basing my stuff on a lot of what happened late in the year and I bet that's maybe not the best way to go, but the TCU finished hot. They, they won, they beat Kansas. They almost won at Kansas a few days later. Um, they, you know, they beat Texas in the big 12 tournament. big second half comeback. So I feel like they're going in hot. Um, I took, Houston and Illinois as well. I took Arizona. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd love to see Bryant the upset, but I don't I don't see it. Um, I took Houston, Illinois. I thought about Chattanooga, but I didn't want to go too crazy with my 13 seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Colorado State over Michigan. I feel like almost everyone I've read has picked Michigan. I just, like, Michigan was a team very much like Texas. I started the year with huge expectations for them, and they just weren't that good and, and capped off by blowing them Massive lead in the Big Ten, you know, first round to Indiana. So I went with Colorado State. But then, other than that matchup, Tennessee, Loyola, Villanova, Ohio State, another team that just, like, was never that impressive to me all year. Mm-hmm. Every time I, you know, was like, oh, they're getting rolling, then they'd lose a the game. So I took Loyola there.
0: Uh, from there, I took Arizona and Illinois, setting up a rematch of perhaps <laughs> your favorite 2005 Post-season game.
1: yeah 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 well i don't have that i have arizona houston i was underwhelmed oh. by illinois as well this year i, I as it as, as we're going through this and i i didn't do this on purpose but i guess i'm not overly hot on the big 10 i know they got mm-hmm. nine teams in um i only took well let's see i had purdue and i had wisconsin and iowa in the sweet 16 but i i don't have anybody else for that conference i don't believe
0: uh, and then on the bottom of the bracket, I, I went chalk here all the way, so I took Villanova in Tennessee, and I'm 1-2-3-4.
1: So I'm, I'm Villanova-Tennessee, so I'm 1-2-3-5. So as I look at this here, I, I took a number of first-round upsets, but yeah, now that we're, we've gotten to our 16, I, I don't have anybody higher than a 5 seed in the Sweet 16, which I don't really love because this year's feels like, you know, it's just total unpredictability, as most years do. So the fact that I've gone one, two, three, four in one region and one, two, three, five in the other three, I don't love that, but here I
0: am. Yeah. Uh, and then I land on Wildcat on Wildcat violence with Arizona and Villanova.
1: Okay, so I took Arizona Tennessee. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm on the Tennessee bandwagon. Euros Klopsich, I don't think he's really that big of a player for them, but I think he plays. But uh, I'm 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 hot on Tennessee.
0: And then I took Arizona.
1: Okay, for me, it's singing on old Rocky Top, baby.
0: Yeah, I well, I figure I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you took him all the way to the Elite Eight.
1: You know, so uh, I'll give you a quick aside. Um, I obviously look. I don't want Arizona to win. I don't like them. But you know, unlike past years when we, you know, when we were in college, or obviously when I lived in Tucson, like I know very little about this team. Um, I don't want them to win. I'll be happy if they lose. But if they win the whole thing, I, I, I think it'll feel a lot like when they won the College World Series, what six, seven, eight years ago, whatever. Like, I didn't like it, and by three days later, I had forgotten it happened. Um, I'm not that invested in in you know Arizona basketball anymore. Like, so, and this isn't me rationalizing. I can honestly tell you, like, I just don't know much about them. Mm-hmm. So if they win, they win. I'm not going to be thrilled, but. You know, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's new coach, new players.
1: It is. is, Yeah. I mean, like, I hated Sean Miller. I hated Lute. You know that. I had an Mm -hmm. intense passion of hate for Lute. And then Sean Miller, you know, Sean Miller got there when I was working for ASU. And so I was very invested in ASU basketball. And therefore, I hated Arizona. And like, as we discussed a few weeks ago, when we talked a lot about college basketball, I don't have an intense interest in college basketball like I used to. You know, I mean, that's why I've made most of my picks based on what's happened the last two to four weeks. Because I didn't really pay that close attention all year. And so, I mean, look, was I going to pick Arizona to make the Final Four? No. Um, you know, I was going to pick somebody to beat them. But I got to admit, they are a very good team. And, and uh, you know, if they win the whole thing, then all credit to them. But I hope they don't. That's, that's the best way I can say it.
0: So why don't you walk me through your Final Four? Okay.
1: So I've got Gonzaga, Kentucky, and Tennessee, Kansas. So I think we're, we have two of the four, right? Gonzaga,
0: Gonzaga and Gonzaga, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I have Gonzaga, Kentucky. I went with the number one seats that I picked. I picked Gonzaga and I picked Kansas. Um, you know, uh, Kentucky was one I told you, like, there's a little bit of hope in that pick to make them to the final four. So I didn't really feel comfortable picking him any further than that. Um, Kansas, I, you know, they're just a good team. What can you say, man, they do it every year. It's different players, but it doesn't matter. And then I've got Gonzaga. They got so close last year. Uh, they're a different team this year. They're not the perimeter-oriented team they were. So I'm, I'm picking the Zags number one overall for the second straight year to, to this time get there and do it. And again, it's a hopeful pick, but I, I think it's a, uh, you know, as good a chance as anybody type pick, too.
0: So... I have the 3-1 seeds in UCLA. Right. And you talked about how you look for a team that runs through their conference. Sure. That runs through the postseason. And that just beats the hell out of everybody. Yeah. This is my official podcast heel turn. I I took Arizona-Gonzaga. And I took I mean, Arizona to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm not going to, like... It's a terrible pick. Uh, I mean, I. I,
0: I, I don't think I, I. don't think I'll be right because historically I'm not. They yeah, they're just yeah. as likely to go out in the first round if I pick them.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, would I love that? Yes, uh, that would be freaking fantastic. Um, you know, I I feel like I guess I can look at them as objectively as possible. I mean, they're Arizona, so I don't like them. And I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to convince you that, like, oh, I don't care uh, about Arizona, whatever. Like, no, I don't like them. Uh, you know, I never will. But like you said, I mean, I don't have anything against this coach. You know, he, he was at Gonzaga. You know, I, I have no animosity built up toward him. It's a bunch of players that prior to a month ago, I couldn't have identified most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've heard of the Matherin kid. Um Really, besides that, you know, when I watched that game from here when they played in Tempe, I, I, there was a bunch of guys that, like, I was learning their name for the first time. So I can't be like, you know, oh, I hate that team. Like, yeah, you know, I I hate the uniform they wear. I mm-hmm. hate their fans. But I don't really hate the team. I don't know enough about them to hate them. So, um, you know, hey, you, you, you certainly, I'm not going to tell you, like, oh, it's a terrible pick and you're crazy for picking it. I get why people would pick them. Sweet. I'm not going to. Yeah. But I
0: but I get it. Well, and you get the storyline if it's them and Gonzaga. Oh sure. Sure. Does the yeah does the pupil become the master and right. win the title before Mark Few who's Right, no doubt.
1: Yeah, you know. no doubt. Yeah. I mean the thing they've got, and, and I've been admittedly basing this off of watching about thirty minutes of the game here, uh, is is really good size. Yeah. I mean it, you know, they just they really they just throw big bodies at you, it feels like. Now what I've Red, more so than observed is they're not a particularly great outside shooting team, and I feel like that maybe catches up to you at some point if you you know like that's such a big part of college basketball you got to be able to shoot the three and I know one of their better shooters is the kid who's hurt which
0: Pre, I don't know if he's going to play or not yeah
1: yeah yeah um, I don't I don't know for sure if he's going to play I know he missed the rest of the conference tournament but who knows you know it's college sports they don't give injury updates much so um, yeah I mean I, you know. There, so to me, there's, gosh, there's probably eight to ten teams that I think reasonably could win it all, and certainly they're one. Um, you know, I think I think all four number one seeds could, although Baylor I'd be surprised just because of, of the injuries they've had, and, and they just don't seem whole as they were at the start. But, you know, yeah, they, they've got a good chance. I'm picking Gonzaga, uh, not mostly, but in large part, because I want them to win. I wanted them to win last year. I think it'd be great if they could finally get there,
0: and that's my hope for the for the ultimate outcome here. Yeah. Well, we're fairly locked in. Uh, yeah. We we managed to get through this faster than I thought. So, do you want to talk a little spring football?
1: We can sure. I don't. Did you read uh, Doug Haller's ten thoughts from spring practice day one?
0: I didn't. So enlighten me. I did see that uh, Bourget got the initial yeah. reps with Tyson working in
1: yeah yeah I mean he uh he just posted it like an hour or so ago so you know it's it's hot off the presses but uh um yeah said said it was you know basically the two of them taking first team reps now you know hard to judge but he said you know Tyson looked good with his arm strength uh, through a you know 80 yard touchdown to Brian Thompson I doubt it was 80 yards in the air but you know that'd a, a be something ball. If it was 80 yards in the air, great. Uh, now, you know, Herm, I guess, basically alluded to, you know, we're not done in the transfer portal, and, you know, I don't know that he said it 100% this way, but basically we're going to use spring to evaluate the quarterbacks, and if we don't think we have our guy, you know, we'll we'll find option B in the portal. So it sounds like he's, he's keeping the door open to, you know, hey, we, we may not have the starting quarterback on the roster yet.
0: Yeah. Well, someone's got to throw I, balls during camp, so
1: right. Which I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. Now, I hope we do because I hope somebody emerges. Um, you know, it's tough getting a guy after spring ball and saying, you know, okay, you got, you know, four weeks of fall practice, and you're going to be the starter. But you know, I, I also like the thought of like, hey, we're not, we're not married to these guys. Let's, let's see who's ready, and if no one's ready, we'll find someone who is. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that you had the, the Markham twins and Elijah Gamidge in the starting yeah. secondary.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know, I read that I read, you know, the offensive line, uh, starting group, uh, looked like was, I think he said now, admittedly he said they don't get to see a lot of team, but one transfer Des Holmes, but then Isaiah glass and Spencer Lovell were there. Ben Scott moving to center, which I guess was expected. Um, and, and, you know, another year, a second straight year, we're going to have an interior lineman move to center. Worked out okay last year, so hopefully it will again. Um, uh, you know, in, intrigued by that. Um, you know, so here's one thing, and I know you haven't read it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you, and it's the thing I did not like reading. Uh, Herm says, in talking about the offense, we want to get back to some basic football, and I think it starts with our run game. We were kind of in and out with the run game last season. Then in the next thing here, Arizona State is expected to run a pro style offense—more huddling, more play action, more lining up under center. That screams rituals in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I get, I get cold sweat when I read that stuff because that's not how the college game is played anymore. And it's it's adapt or die. I feel like.
0: Well, and we didn't recruit to do that.
1: No, no. Like that, that's the other thing. If Stanford got,
0: did it because Stanford yeah, recruited to do it.
1: If you've got a powerful offensive line and fullbacks, and and you know you can you can be effective doing that. But yeah, you have to have built the pipeline, and you have to do it year after year after year in recruiting for that to work. You can't just flip the switch and say now we're going to be power eye run the ball. You know, eighty percent of the time. I didn't say that. I'm I'm you know I'm liberalizing here a little, but. Still, I, I read that and I, I read, you know, old school NFL coach who thinks the answer is always in, you know, slowing down the pace, running the ball up the middle and like, yeah, that's how the game might have been played 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but it's not now. Uh, and, and if you're going to keep up with the teams in this conference that have explosive offenses and there are many, you're not going to do it by, you know. Plotting around and, and, you know, handing it off up the middle a bunch and running the Bo Schembeck offense.
0: Yeah, what, I'll tell you what it sounds like to me is take the air out of the ball. Yeah. Play four corners offense in basketball. Right, Matchups right. Like, which, we're just going to try to not get blown out.
1: Yeah, which, you know, like you said, if you have recruited for that style, which means you've got a dominant defense and you've got a dominant offensive line, that can work because it can be a change of pace. But you can't just, you know, say that's what you're going to be and make yourself that way.
0: It's Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. It is, it is, 100%. Yeah, you can't just come out and say, we are now a power football defensive dominant
1: team. No, you've got to have the personnel. And, uh, you know, now I don't know if we have the personnel to be a wide open, uh, you know, hurry up offense either. That's part of the problem is I'm not, you (laughs) know, Outside of running back, and even running back is a little bit of a question. But outside of running back, I don't know what we have offensively. Quarterback and offensive line are big questions. Receiver, uh, who knows, man? I mean, had, a lot of returners, but are they any good? I don't know.
0: Had Daniels and Trainum come back. And yeah. you told me we're gonna switch to more of a zone read, option heavy. Yeah, yeah. Make a, make them respect the pass we're still going to put receivers out there right because Daniels can can throw you know we're not going to be Georgia Tech no but but then I'd say yeah more power run yeah I agree yeah it's like okay that's you know you want to go a little more uh Tim Tebow era Florida sure okay sure sure. yeah you know tight end focused and you know because we've built that we've tried or at least we've tried to build that they might as well put it into position but it's like well, we've got a whole new offensive system. Right. With a new quarterback, many and, and new neither, offensive linemen. And neither
1: quarterback, I, I don't believe, is, I mean, I don't, we don't know, but I, I mean, we know Paul Tyson is not a running quarterback. That's no. for sure. I guess we don't know much about Bourget, but his size would indicate you can't really run him a ton. He's not a, he's not a big guy. I don't, you know, so like, so I don't, know that you're going to do a run game which features the quarterback run a lot it feels like the attempt is just going to be you know turn and hand it off like man that has the recipe for being just a boring plotting offense which just does not get it done in college football anymore it just doesn't
0: i'll tell you this you'll need nada and the transfer from wyoming right to be home run hitting running backs right for this to work
1: and the offensive line to be good enough to make it work.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: you know, a running back's only as good as the holes in front of him. I mean, you could you can put, you know, Barry Sanders back there, but if his offensive line stinks, he's not going to be that good. You know, like, I mean, this is why Barry Sanders had games where he, you know, the, the playoff game or whatever it was when he ran for negative yards. It was like, well, his team stunk. Mm-hmm. And he was great, but, uh, you know, so, and I don't think either one of these guys is Barry Sanders. I, I should throw that in.
0: No, it, it certainly nice. it, it would certainly be surprising <laughs> if the fifth year senior from Wyoming was carry things. Yeah.
1: I mean it'd be nice if that turned out to be the case, but I doubt it. So yeah, I, I did not like that. I, I just I read that and it just screamed out to me, you know, old coach who times are getting a little tough and he's gonna start to take more control. We what did we always hear? He wasn't comfortable with Zach Hill's, you know, trick plays. And, mm-hmm. Trick plays have their ups and downs. I mean, you get too reliant on those things, and it's like, okay, can you just line up and and beat a team? But, gosh, that just—those comments— and and now the second part was just Haller talking, but still, he's getting that from somewhere. Like, those comments just made me very nervous about what to expect from this offense.
0: Oh, yeah. This feels like— laying the groundwork for, we're hoping to play games in the low 20s. Right, which I don't think we're good
1: enough to to do that. I I
0: mean, we might only score in the teens or low 20s.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you look at, like, I know it's a ways off, but, you know, look at the offenses in the conference. Now, we don't play Oregon, and Oregon's always good offensively, but, you know, USC, you've got to imagine, is going to be very good offensively. They they brought in a great offensive coach. They brought in a really good young quarterback, receivers, running backs, receivers. I mean, they're they're going to put up points. They may be horrible defensively this year. Not sure how you know how good they are overall, but they're going to score points. Arizona looks like they're building a nice offense. They may be horrible defensively too, but they've improved offensively, skill position wise for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, um, and the flip side, Utah's defense, Oregon yeah, State's Utah's defense,
1: defense, really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Utah's offense is good. They got the all-conference quarterback back and they got their running back back and they're going to score points. You know, Oregon State's defense is good. Yes. Um, uh, You know, like, so Washington State, they always, I mean, yeah, they got a new quarterback and a new coordinator, but that new coordinator comes from a place where they put up tons of points. The quarterback was a huge target, you know, for a lot of teams, even though an FCS kid, he was thought to be very good. Like the teams on our schedule, many of them are going to be able to score a lot of points and our defense is is, it's okay, but it's not good enough to feel like, well, we can hold that team to 17 and we'll score 20. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's not to even include UCLA, which had its best year in a few years and has their quarterback back and their running back back. And like, I mean, you know, there's, there's good teams and good offenses and yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 those comments did not make me feel good. That's all
0: I'm going to say. No, it because it, you know Greg Powell tweeted this at us, and, and I thought yeah. it was apt. He, he said it sounds like yeah. you guys would rather be coming off a one in eleven season with Jed Fish and <laughs> the the Arizona recruiting class than where you are. I I, I, yeah, I would no. rather I would rather not have had a one win season, but if no, you ask me no. right now to take a look at both rosters blind and say, who would I want? Or frankly, both coaching staffs. Yeah. I think I'd take Arizona's trajectory maybe. compared to us. maybe,
1: I mean, I would, it's a I big take uphill- Arizona's quarterback, you, mm-hmm. you know, quarterback scenario. They, they brought in the kid from Washington state who's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think is is ahead of where we are. Um, you know, the receiver, you know, they brought in a very highly touted freshman receiver. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Let's keep in mind Johnny Wilson and, and, you know, Elijah Badger. And, you know, we brought in four highly touted receivers two years ago, and none of them have done much. So the kid may be really good, but I'm not sure on that. Like quarterback, I'd say yes. The rest of the roster, I, I don't know.
0: But what about trajectory?
1: It, well, yeah, I would say you're right. I mean, it just it feels like they're they're at a point where there's a little bit more hope for the future. Now that doesn't mean that hope is going to deliver because Exhibit A, Herm Edwards, twenty nineteen. We were in that position. Oh, we got, oh, we got these great recruiting classes, and and look how you know, and it it didn't really come to fruition. So who knows? But yeah, I I mean, no, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be happier coming off one and eleven versus eight four. No, but yeah, I I think I agree with what you're saying that it feels like the future is brighter at Arizona than it is here.
0: Yeah. Is that about how you would put it? Yeah. I just think if I was a fan of either program, yeah. I would say they don't, at least right now, appear to have a major NCAA scandal. Right. Right. They they had consistency of coaches. Their coach is considered young and innovative, and ours is right. trying to take football back to the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, no, I was going to
1: say, you, you know, in, in, as you say the thing about the NCAA... When I say their future is brighter than ASU's, I mean, you could probably say that about... If there's 65 Power 5 programs, I bet you at least 50 would easily qualify for a feeling of they've got a brighter future than ASU as it stands right in this very minute.
0: So basically not Vanderbilt.
1: <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> Vanderbilt, not Kansas. Although maybe even Kansas. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, they had the new coach last year who did some okay things. And Like, like, I mean, hope is, you know... It really ultimately means nothing because if you don't deliver on that hope and and that's why I say like, well, check check back with me in a couple years on where Arizona is right now. It feels like they're trending in a potentially positive direction, but that doesn't mean it will get there. Um, but what I mean? mean, just through the Pac-12, like the only program that you could probably say has a dimmer outlook right now or, or equally dim is, is Colorado. Yeah. You know, Colorado brings in Mike Sanford as the offensive coordinator who's been just awful in his last couple stops and like that is uninspiring. And Carl Durrell was an uninspiring hire. And so yeah, you could look at them and say, Yeah, I don't feel like they're really, you know, brimming with hope. And to be honest with you, maybe Stanford. It's gotten pretty ugly at Stanford the last few years. They went three and nine last year. Like it's it's not feeling like things are pointed in a real great direction. And yet they've got a head coach who had them in a great direction, so mm-hmm. it feels a little bit better than what we have.
0: Yeah, I think it's unlike us. There's a track record you can at least point to and say, "Well, right, <laughs> he's done it. Yeah,
1: he's proven it." Now, has he proven it recently? No. I mean, you know they they went, I believe, four and eight in 2019. And then the short year and they had an okay year in 2020, but I I don't read anything into that because that was such a bizarro year in the PAC 12 and then really bottomed out last year. But the point remains like if you're ranking, you know, future cast, the the PAC 12, ASU's in the bottom third, maybe the bottom one.
0: Yeah. Um, well that was uplifting.
1: (laughs) I mean, Hey, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, there were things I I read in that article, and you know I, I didn't hate everything I read, but you know those comments about the offense just like I cringed because it really did remind me of Dennis Erickson, and the answer was like you know well we're going to go back to what we know well <laughs> go back to what you know is is old man thinking and like not many teams play that way anymore.
0: Like <laughs> I I also hate to to do this, especially as we're wrapping up, but Dennis won won. In college before, like he
1: went in college before. That's true. At least his old
0: man thinking had been successful. Agreed. Somewhere before,
1: but it, but it, you know, very similarly, it was like okay, Dennis's best days were somewhere between ten and twenty five years ago. You know, when well, maybe not twenty five at that time, ten and twenty years ago. That feels. I mean, now Herms' best days were in the NFL, and they weren't that great admittedly but still like the way you know the way the Jets and the Chiefs played football under Herm was was that way but it was also the 2000s when a lot of people played football that way you had Chad Pennington and he threw it you know 20 times a game and you turned and handed it off to Curtis Martin and that's how the game was played
0: yeah well our, our, played our highly touted offensive analyst won a Super Bowl with right. the quarterback who you refer to as well they <laughs> won with Trent Dilfer.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like. <laughs> The, the prototype example of like, well, just winning a Super Bowl does not make you a great quarterback. Yeah, is the, the go-to example of that is Trent Dilfer. And the second one is Brad Johnson, who, of course, won in Tampa, which was an organization built by the Herm Edwards coaching tree. Tony Dungy, Herm, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, those are great examples. But it was, you know, 20, 21 and 19 years ago that mm-hmm. those two teams won Super Bowls. That's a long time. And, and the game has changed both on the college and pro level, but even more so the college level. Yeah. And, you know, the college game that we watched when we were in college is unrecognizable to how it's played now. It just it just is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Vince Young, the, the numbers Vince Young had at Texas are pretty tame compared to what the quarterbacks do now. They felt amazing back then, but now it's like, when well, you look at Vince Young's numbers, it's like, well, yeah. But that's because they weren't running 100 plays a game. Mm -hmm. it's it's just different now
0: yeah um well look the ncaa tournament's happening
1: that it is that it is we've we've got our first advancement i believe i think it's over texas southern has moved on
0: so there you go tournaments in the books
1: breaking news bringing it to you live here or recorded whenever you listen to this which no one will (laughs) um Texas Southern has advanced. Texas A&M Corpus Christi gets to go home after a rousing trip to Dayton.
0: They should have just played that game in Texas. Uh, they
1: should have, yeah, yeah. Played at a home court. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll like be back next week. Style. We'll talk about the tournament. We'll talk about spring ball. We'll basically yep. do exactly yep. what we did today.
1: Again. Yeah, maybe some NFL news. Uh, free agency gets started officially tomorrow. So they're, they're you know, maybe Deshaun Watson gets traded or something. We'll have we'll have some stuff to talk about. Baseball news, I'm sure as well.
0: Yeah. Until next time. He's Matt. I'm Ben, it's the ben and Matt Man Sportscast.